0: Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, I'm Will Levison and this is Sports Spot Weekly. Today's episode, Too Cold to Handle, Too Hot to Hold. And of course, the situation that we're talking about is the uh, new developments in Tampa Bay uh, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers NFL football team, um, recent uh, NFL... Lombardi Championship winner uh, within the past uh, three, four years um, at least. So within five years for sure, not more than that is the recent success uh, of uh, Tom Brady's tenure uh, with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And so what we have in the aftermath of this uh, recent season for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers ending in the playoffs After fighting through um, uh, underwhelming performances this year against bad teams, good teams, what have you, something that is uncharacteristic of any situation that Tom Brady had found himself in that did not sound like his last few years with the uh, New England Patriots, in where there weren't uh, any placement of any marquee uh, weapons. Uh, or or, or players, uh, receivers, and such um, around Tom Brady. So um, the decision to further himself in his professional career, whether that be to uh, try a different team, uh, many people do it in their careers. There's tons of people who stay at companies for 10, 15 years, 20 years, and then even after those endeavors, they don't exactly go into the Uh, sunset or twilight of their lives where they're just sort of uh, keeping a pension and and sort of uh, just being on a boat all day. Uh, Some people will go and either uh, forge their own endeavor after serving as a uh, HR manager uh, for 20 years at Company A. Um, Said HR manager decides once they retire that they're retiring from working for people and that now they wish to take that professional acumen and, and 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 try to make it work in a business endeavor of their own that's why you have people who worked in factories for many years retire and then they go buy a bar um, to be able to uh, leverage their immediate network to, in order to have a customer base you know and earn some money do something that's that maybe they're f- more uh, familiar with as opposed to Working in a factory for 60 years and then trying to come together with investors and things and try to launch your own uh, distribution or or light manufacturing or or heavy manufacturing uh, plant. You know, many people don't do that. They kind of realign themselves to what they're able to do and what Tom Brady felt he was able to do still. And as he still feels to this day, he feels, he feels that he can still play football at a high level. There's many players at various points in their career, uh, whether they have earned the right uh, through spectacular play and, and, and amongst their NFL peers having been recognized as, as, as pro bowlers or, or all pros or, or what have you, and um, which they've earned the right to um, use that cachet and try to leverage themselves into a better position. It's what any player would do. But what happens, though, in the life of many a player is that even no matter what they feel, it's what's going to happen. And you grow that conversation out from there. There is a gentleman that I um, have a, a great degree of esteem for, Emmanuel Acho, and his book, Illogical, really shares with us, the reader, uh, some, of the, uh, some of his story as it pertains to his life in football and having decisions made about his career. Um, even after he had put up numbers for his team or, or what have you. Um, and so it's one of those things where it's for any player is not necessarily how they feel about their talents is what's going to happen in a team's decision making and what teams have to decide now. And, and, and at this point, yes, when Tom Brady won his last championship, he was still at that point. Um, Able to use his skill on a team that had many a weapon that he doesn't have now or otherwise isn't operating on that same level championship level uh, in NFL football. this is no longer the time where where a team just has uh, you know an unmitigated run in the league. Even the chiefs have had losses in the playoffs, and they are very, we would never say that the chiefs are not a threat. To be a Super Bowl winner, uh, compete for a Super Bowl. We're we're not going to say that in any years as as long as that team is still able to make decisions and 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 acquire talent and, and leverage that talent and and you grow the conversation out from there from a coach, coordinator, players, scouting folks, you know, kickers, punters, whatever you want to say. Um, that makes us a, 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 look. It's a business segment. It's not like it's some uh, other. Entity that just exists outside of the rules of anything that governs anything. You know, it's it's like saying that uh, something defies the laws of physics. It doesn't defy the laws of physics. It defies your understanding of that operations of physics, but it doesn't defy the law of physics. That's just a term that we use to, um, you know, try 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 to uh, vocalize some some unknown that in in, in that. Pursued in the science of physics, right? The same thing happens in business. Guys, the NFL does not operate in some mystical way, like outside of normal business operations, man. They got, you know, they got acquired talent, man. They got, you know, HR concerns, you know, investment concerns when it comes down to, you know, investor relations with the fans. You know, that, that's what fans are. They, they, they're consumers. Uh, if you're the Packers, your fans are owners. But that's a different story for a different time. But that's needless to say that in any player's career, there comes a time when someone makes a decision outside of your playability. And that is what has to happen now with anyone looking at Tom Brady. It's not just simply all oh, just one bad season. No, there's been many bad seasons into this later part of his career, which is why Bill Belichick didn't want to make a further commitment to Tom Brady because you know the writings on the wall and those sorts of things. And maybe it came, you know, a couple seasons too soon for folks that are fans of Tom Brady or have been following him for a long time. But there comes a time in every player's career, man. Whether you talk about a football player. Or, you know, in these streets, as we say, in everyday life, there comes a time when a player just is not the same player that he or she is anymore. And they have to move into a different mindset. Hey, this is no longer a time for you to just sort of continue to have casual relationships. Maybe you need to consider, um, you know, uh, forming an intimate bond with, 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 with someone that you're able to share your time with as opposed to, you know, moving on so much different people. You grow the conversation out from there. Man, life changes for people. You have to make a decision. And one of the colloquialisms we always share because as the host of the show, I was a, a United States sailor, you know, um, supporting and defending the Constitution of the United States of America. And let me tell you something. Sailors who have a career, 20 plus years, sailors who don't. We all know that you either make a decision or one's going to be made for you. And when you talk about an NFL player, either you made the decision to walk away from the sport or or move to a different team, try to find a different situation or someone's going to trade you. Someone's going to cut you. Someone's going to release you these are the decisions that are made for every NFL player. Tom Brady's no different. I'm not sure if anyone realizes, but Joe Montana was even traded to the Kansas City Chiefs, man. Like, that happened in real life. It's not fake. It happened. He was traded. Wasn't, you know, had to go find his own way as a free agent or anything like that. No, he was, Joe Montana was traded. We look at Tom Brady because of his championship attainment, uh, seven titles, right? Seven, yeah. And so what? There's been many a quarterback that arguably is better than Tom Brady when it comes down to, you know, yards, touchdowns or whatever you have. There's people who say, oh, Peyton Manning for me is the best quarterback ever." Uh, I can understand that some people may feel like Drew Brees is the best quarterback they've ever seen. Brett Favre, Dan Marino still, Joe Montana still. But in every player's career, in every sailor's career, and in everybody who works as a person like on this planet, either you make a decision or one's going to be made for you. Okay. And in Tom Brady's case, the decision that needs to be made and which has been made for other players in their careers is that his services are no longer needed, wanted. Uh, we got younger talent coming out, guys that we can have for 10, 12, 15 years instead of Tom Brady for one or two or whatever Tom Brady's cachet fancy feels like it can throw its weight against the situation. I mean, take a look before we get to the firing this year and people and things. Tom Brady felt like he was the biggest brain in the room. Those years uh, under Bill Belichick, that wasn't just, oh my God, Bill Belichick's just this overbearing personality not letting Tom Brady be anything and recognized. No! For a coach, in the mind of Bill Belichick, it's not that players are expendable. You got to make a decision. You have to. That's the nature of the business. The nature of the business is not, oh, just let somebody throw their weight around. It didn't happen for Michael Jordan. (laughs) It's not happening for LeBron James. Who does Tom Brady think he is? Well, he thinks he's how people have allowed him to be, and that's what's mind-boggling. Somehow Tom Brady is a different football player than any other football player that's ever existed in that no one's making the decision that he shouldn't be playing anymore. And this isn't to just regurgitate something that you hear on the interwebs or on the podcast or on. Look, this is business, man. So before we get to the firings this year of Byron Lefkowitz and, and all of that, this guy felt that his mind is this football mind and that it should be allowed to outshine and have its input in things. So he goes to Tampa Bay, and Bruce Arians is not not an offensive-minded coach. He is a quite offensive-minded coach. It is his claim to fame. Bruce Arians, before the Tampa Bay, is the coach that made the Houston Texans relevant. Relevant! It wasn't, Desha- it wasn't the Deshaun Watson tr- uh, acquisition as a quarterback. The thing that made the Houston, Texas re- Houston Texans relevant wasn't just... You know, taking a hallmark, you know, uh, uh, in, in, in your in your first draft or, or 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 having the identity in the draft that you're going to go after the best defensive player available. That ain't what made them relevant. It was Bruce Arians made them relevant enough to even where Deshaun Watson? We can think that he's somehow going to go to the Texans and they're going to be something because Bruce Arians helped set that up, man. It's just like the high flying Saints. They weren't the high flying Saints even with Ricky Williams. Philip Rivers, uh, was it Joey Galloway, Eddie Kennison? Man, look, they weren't the high flying Saints until Sean Payton turned them into a high octane offense. Devry Henderson, Marcus Colston. Man, Deuce, uh, 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 not Deuce Staley. Oh my God. Deuce McAllister. Uh, Reggie Bush. Man, look, man, sometimes people can give things an identity. Sometimes people have a, you know, it, it matters. And what mattered is, is that Tom Brady was no longer paired with the balanced to heavy defensive minded Bill Belichick. And now he's you know, in those later years of, of being in New England, there were the criticism. There were no weapons around him. Bill Belichick is an offensive coach, so he goes. You know, Mike Evans and, and 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 Leonard Fournette, and he brings Antonio Brown. You know, brings Gronk. So he's got all these weapons there. He had. Um, uh, 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 I, I don't know why I'm drawing a blank here for the uh, uh, other tight end. Uh, was it Cameron Brate um, there too? Um, there in uh, in Tampa Bay, so and they also had a really great defense that Tampa Bay in recent years had just built up the identity, not under Jameis Winston as its quarterback, but as a, a, a budding marquee defense in the league, so Tampa Bay was right at about the same point it was the last time they won a championship, and they just needed another piece, which old school Tampa Bay from the uh awesomeness of Trent Dilfer to the um stoic and, and 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 balanced Brad Johnson Trent Dilfer that's another story for another time but no they were not going to win a god blessed championship with Trent Dilfer man and so they get Brad Johnson from the Vikings who had played Randy Moss uh Chris Carter for a couple years uh Robert Smith um there uh, acquired him, and Tampa Bay got a championship. They got a quarterback, got a championship. Tony Dungy, defensive-minded coach. Uh, Tony Dungy and Bruce Arians aren't the same coach. Tony Dungy is a defensive coach. He's a defensive-minded coach. Bruce Arians is an offensive coach. So when Tom Brady gets to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, it's not just simply, oh, we have, you have the future Hall of Famer Tom Brady. No, the, it, it was a pairing that everyone wanted to see uh, because of Bruce Arians being an offensive coach having weapons around Tom Brady uh, with this net them a championship. And it did. But what Tom Brady had to do is to feel like he was the biggest brain in the room. Right. So he leveraged his cachet yet again. And now his offensive minded is kicked upstairs and out of the way because Tom Brady felt in spots that somehow he had a better idea than a coach. See, here is the problem uh, that we have in several different business segments. Dude, I used to be a sailor. Okay, there's not a sailor who doesn't have a story about some, if some senior enlisted individual who felt because of their professional attainment that, and I say senior enlisted because the officer ranks, that is your leadership, okay? Okay, that, that's who's going to be in charge of your division, your department, your ships. Okay, I know there's, you know, command, Um Upper echelon, senior listed people, but they are more or less just special. Um, it's not an appointment. That's not what it is. But it, it's it, it's it, it's not a it's not a a, a sort of a assistant. It, it's it's as you're at that point. The senior most, if you're a command staff sergeant or, or command master chief, you're not there in a command element structure outside of being a, uh, a, a a an advisor on enlisted matters to the officer staff. That's what that person is, okay? So there are some people in that um, operating space and, you know, warranted, long-tenured, you know, advanced and, you know, exams and selections and things like that. But there's a lot of times where communication things break down at that level because you have someone operating way above their station just because of cachet. I'm a senior, you know, I'm an E7, E8, E9, you know, I, I've attained this, you know, top one and three and percent and such. Um, so I, I, uh, I can do these things. Yeah, man. You're gonna fail every time. That command's gonna fail every time. Every time there's gonna be some breakdown of communication, some uh, more austere environment than the um, uh, than what it already is. You grow that conversation out for there. Tom Brady, as a quarterback, apart from any other quarterback, he's got more championships than anybody. <laughs> okay, I'll give you that. He's got more championships than everybody. There's been a lot of decisions made about players before Tom Brady managed to get his seven rings that have prevented some other quarterbacks from being able to stay. I mean, we don't know how many how many championships Doug Williams could have won. Huh. Why? Because Tam Bay didn't want him because he's black. They wanted you know, Trent Dilfer. <laughs> Go figure, right? Yeah, a lot of success you're going to have there. In the old orange dream sickle uniforms. Like, seriously, here. Um, Tom Brady isn't any different from any other human player, NFL player that's ever been. He has benefited from having um, great coaching. Top of the line, great coaching. He was with Bill Belichick who is widely regarded amongst his peers and other players as the best NFL coach ever. I know there's Don Shula fans out there and such. No, know there's Bill Parcells fans out there and such. Have they won more titles than that guy? Huh? Have they, I mean, Bill Belichick just proved that he can field three Three quarterbacks that you wouldn't want in your team today and still be competitive in his division. Number one, win 12 games, okay? And he doesn't have Tom Brady. Hell, he ain't got Mike Evans. They got a great defense. And Mac Jones isn't a bad quarterback. He's just not Tom Brady. He's not Jimmy Garoppolo. He's not, okay? Then Tom Brady goes to a situation where he's got some fantastic weapons he also has the coach that can leverage those weapons and he gets a championship then he turns on his brain and says hey I'm the smartest guy in the room this is what I want this is what I need so Bruce Arias gets kicked upstairs get Todd Bowles in there defensive coach Todd Bowles is not Bill Belichick but hey you know everybody deserves a shot and then we gave Tom Brady props that he was supporting the hiring of a black coach and that he somehow, see, this is what we do, man. <laughs> we reward people for uh, the appearance of empathy and the appearance of, uh, of being a, a caring, I don't know, you know, it's really hard uh, to sort of put into words what we do here to some of our uh, public figures, but we gave Tom Brady props because, man, you know he 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 wasn't you know he made sure that a black coach had had stepped in. He wanted somebody he felt like he was smarter than because he felt like at this point in time he could go run an offense into the Byron which, God bless it situation. Let me tell you something. I used a a a, a um, example earlier the in the senior list sense and breakdowns of communication of people that start doing things. Um, that they're just—that's not their bag, but they're going to act like it's their bag, right? Let's let's go ahead and take a look at the Tom Brady Byron foot situation. There are reports; it's not conjecture, it's not someone being unfair, it's not someone not having access to the locker room. Look, Tom Brady before games, after co- after the coaches and coordinators have talked and put together the game plan and such, Tom Brady decides that. Uh, we're going to make tweaks. We're, we're, we as the players, me, Tom Brady, you know, receivers, offensive linemen, blocking schemes, all that good stuff like that. This year, okay, this didn't happen, as far as we know, under Bruce Arians. With Todd Bowles as the uh, as the defensive coordinator, and Byron Leftwich, as, as the offensive coordinator, Byron Leftwich, who, um, um, a former NFL quarterback... Um, uh, was considered for the head coaching job uh, of the Jacksonville Jaguars because of his offensive prowess. Okay. Okay. And so, offensive minded coach, decent offensive coordinator. Defensive minded uh defensive mi- defensive minded defensive coordinator, not just someone who had to realign, you know, maybe their discipline like they came up from a special team coach and then were, you know, uh uh then had to be had to, you know, fill in as a defensive coordinator and they, nope, nope, nope. So Tom Brady has the uh the non-player leadership around him to help. In game planning and things, in the year that he goes to Tampa Bay and wins, the year he wins, the coaches are doing what they're doing. They're doing their job. Tom Brady's doing his job, throwing the ball schemes and such to players and such that it has to go to and such. And, and, And that like that one. And then we say, oh, well, they're not. They're wasting Tom Brady's time. Tom Brady's being rewarded. In the larger sports and even non-sports media sphere for making decisions for his own personal self, okay, that have put him in the situation, man. Okay. He it wasn't like he was those all those years he was winning those championships. Tom Brady did not. Was not able to do that. Had an owner, the owner that wasn't going to see that happen. Had a coach. You're not going to sit up here, and and he doesn't value you the same way that other people value you. (laughs) You know, he doesn't look at you as being not expendable. So you say, I can't wait till I be around somebody that wants me. And then you go to somebody who who just moved everything there for you, and this is how you treat them. Maybe this is why. Bill Belichick treated you the way that you were being treated. People, you know, that are around you, you know, they're going to, guess what, man? They're going to form an opinion about you, okay? And Tom Brady is no different now at this point in his life than what he was when he was younger. Man, Mary's a supermodel, you know? Uh, He could have married you know, uh, 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 a non-big global supermodel. Like, he didn't have to marry Giselle, but he, you know, that's who he, he wanted. She didn't, you know what I'm saying? Not to talk about nobody, but I'm saying, though, in his mind, Tom Brady has always been that, and that's fine. That's how you're supposed to see yourself. But sometimes other people are not going to see you that way, especially in a, in a professional sense, because maybe they can't. Like, dude, if your name ain't in the ownership group, okay, then all of us are, you know, we all have our jobs we have to do. Hey, I'm the coach. I got to coach the team, which means I have to make decisions on personnel and players and things. So as that coach, I can't be looking at you like, oh my God, I, you know he's, he's a piece that isn't expendable I, when, when you're tasked with making sure that team is always competitive in things. well, well, who was Bill Belichick without Brady? Well, guess what we ain't that you're talking about a a, a a a complete abstract. We don't have that information because it didn't happen. What we are able to see, though, is that Tom Brady, when he is paired with strong coaching, will win. When the decisions, when the game plan is not Tom Brady's, well, he made a couple off-schedule calls, then get out of here! Get out of town with that. Tom Brady has not won a championship on a team For example, Tom Brady is not going to win a championship with Matt LaFleur. Tom Brady will win a championship with Andy Reid. He might have won one with Sean Payton. Let's swap out in in, in all of our theoretical worlds that we like to live in that somehow Tom Brady uh, hasn't been paired with a top tier coach that he hasn't found himself winning championships. I say a top tier coach. Situation with Todd Bowles and things, look what happened this year. Tom Brady's behavior, being disengaged, throwing his cashier around, getting coaches moved around, fake pumping when it comes down to, you know, grow that conversation out from there, Antonio Brown may not be the greatest example of of someone who's like meek and humbleness, Tom Brady, um, you know, uh, used. But what I can tell you is that Tom Brady didn't bring Antonio Brown there to care about his life. Tom Brady cared about winning, and Antonio Brown is one heck. If you're saying, hey, give me a receiver not named Mike Evans that you can get me right now. Like, give me the guy right now um, that we're going to say, hey, if you can pick somebody that's not named Randy Moss and they're available right now, what do you got? Well, Antonio Brown's available. Call up Antonio Brown. It's Tyreek. Is, 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 is um, Tyreek available? No? Okay, well, then give me Antonio Brown. Yep. So Antonio Brown, at many times, appears that he sort of needs some different level of oversight in his life, man, to help him along in his journey. We'll go that conversation out from there. So it was mutually beneficial. Antonio Brown, Kalelo He could, uh, uh, living with Tom Brady, he wasn't the story. Playing with Tom Brady, he wasn't the story. He was just a part of the success. So that worked for the year that it worked. So Tom Brady gets him another championship ring, and then he uses that cachet to totally gut the leadership structure, non-player leadership structure around him. And now look, now look. Once the veil is sort of snatched away, this is who Tom Brady is without having a strong coaching element around him. This is no, this is a no different Tom Brady because he's old. You throw that, you got throw that argument out. This is who Tom Brady is. So unless you have a coach, it's not going to work in Oakland. And it's not because Devontae Adams isn't great. It's not because Josh Jacobs isn't great. It's not because. Um, it's not, it's not because uh, uh, they, they don't have an up-and-coming defense. It's not because the division is just so hard. It's because Tom Brady and Josh McDaniels, who else do they have on that team? Tom Brady is going to go to Oakland feeling like he's the best mind in the room. And so anything that Josh McDaniels is going to cook up is not just going to be, the, Oh, I'm... <laughs> hey, Josh McDaniels, who hasn't won anything outside of being with Bill Belichick, an office coordinator, hey, um... <laughs> uh I'm more comfortable with you making an offensive game plan than I was with Bruce Arians. Like that conversation is not going to start off that way. That's not that's not speaking in hyperbole, dude. You're talking about an employee that feels like he's smarter and operates like that throws his weight around like he's smarter than the leadership element. Yeah. In in any other case, you know what the leadership element is going to do. They're not going to make it comfortable for that person. But we have made it comfortable with Tom Brady. Like I said, this season is not an aberration. This season is who Tom Brady is without having a strong coaching element around him. That is that is that is what it is, man. It is not because um, guys weren't playing well. How are you going to play well for somebody that feels like they're smarter than the coaches? And I can see if 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 that. Crazy, whatever, change in the game, plan before the game. I can see if it worked. It didn't work because he's not a coach. He's not smarter than the coaches. If that were the case, Tom Brady should retire and then go become an offensive coordinator like Byron Leftwich did. If Tom, let well, me tell you something. This isn't, oh, you just hate Tom Brady. No, man, I'm a, look, I, I'm a, <laughs> a A former score business mentor. Service Corps of Retired Executives, and I wasn't retired at 30-something, okay? Like, you, you have to be able to operate in, in that space, man, when you're looking at some of these decisions when it comes down to, why would you hire Tom Brady, and this is who he is, And if you don't have the coaching system around him? Tom Brady is not smarter than the coach. If he were, then he would have retired his passion would be for offensive scheming and we would see Tom Brady not still playing football. We would see Tom Brady trying to go somewhere to coach. I am confident of Ed Reed's ability to coach in college football. I am confident in Deion Sanders' ability to coach in college football. I am confident in Byron Leftwich's ability to be an offensive coordinator, at least if not a head coach in 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 the NFL. Why? Because that's what they're doing, man. there's none that that Tom Brady's done and Deion Sanders haven't done other than use his his mind and skill to actually build up young minds. Well, everybody don't have to do that, yeah, but everybody don't have to also sit up here and operate while they're a professional football player like they're smarter than the coaches either because there is not a business segment that's going to take that from an employee. Tom Brady should not be employed by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers beyond this year. It should be a rebuild. Let Tom Brady go. Let the Oakland Raiders pick him up. And let him go off into mediocrity as he can't even compete against a potential Sean Payton coached Denver Broncos. That's the other flip side to, uh, to the thing here. If, Sean, if, if former uh, Saints coach Sean Payton goes and, and actually accepts or, or, or is hired as a coach of the Denver Broncos, Tom Brady going to Oakland still makes the, the, the Las Vegas Raiders still the worst team in that division at that time of of, of, of you know, on paper. <laughs> I cannot look at Tom. Man, Josh, Josh McDaniels and Tom Brady, ooh, they're going to be a threat. They're going to give Sean Payton and Russ a, 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 some trouble. They're going to give uh, the, the Chargers some trouble. Man, I don't know if Mahomes and them are going to make it out of town. If Tom Brady don't be done, got laid out like how Brett Favre did and then made to retire... Just because Tom Brady go to the Raiders is not going to... This is the same thing that I say about Tom Brady going to the Raiders doesn't mean that Sean Payton going to the Broncos is going to immediately, you know, sort of translate to some things. Both of these guys are relics of time living off a of cachet that once you pull that veal back, this is who these coaches are. Well, you put anybody up against a, a, a great defense and they'll probably lose. Yeah, I know. Huh. Except for, you know, you got Joe Burroughs and Patrick Mahomes is a world who can beg to differ there. <laughs> so, I mean, they played against some top defenses, man. When when the L.A. Rams won, they had a top defense and Joe Burroughs still had to go out there and compete against that. The Kansas City team that he beat had a pretty good defense, man. <laughs> the. um. Uh when the Patriots played the Jags, man. The Jags were playing well, man. So I I can't tell you that um somehow that uh, uh Tom Brady at this point in his career. It just because he's old and 45 and, of course, the ball and the ball and the ball. And, 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 of course, because, you know, 45 and then we say he can still play at a high level and despite his age. Look, it's either he's playing the way he is because he's older or this is who he is without having strong coaching around him. Like there, there's no other two ways to cut that. So you can't accept age and other things to say that age isn't a factor. Because if age is not a factor overall for Tom Brady, then the other factor is, is this is who he is, okay? Oh, it's just one bad season, and he ain't just had one bad season. I can tell you that Tom Brady's mental space changed in the last years he was with the the Patriots. That's why Bill Belichick could not make an investment into him. It's one of those sort of things, well, if this is who you want to be, go ahead and be that. He put it on the world for display. And then you mean to tell me somehow after Tom Brady leaves, they ain't got no Tom Brady in that division where the Bills are competing. Miami's competing a lot more than what they used to. Even the Jets are, 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 are a little bit harder. That with Matt Jones, that he's been able to have the moderate success that he has. So either there's one or two things there. Either Matt Jones is actually a pretty good quarterback and able to compete against Josh Allen even as, as one of the top quarterbacks in that division. Or it may be that Bill Belichick, when he has a quarterback that doesn't have the same personality as a Tom Brady, may be able to work towards something you know workable just because, well, he isn't Tom Brady. Tom Brady isn't, is, isn't Tom Brady without a strong coach. He has proven that. That has been proven. That has not been disproven. Like I was just saying, just sharing. If Tom Brady truly decided, I hate to deal with fallacy, but I'm telling you, in a business sense, in a professional attainment sense, if Tom Brady really felt that strongly that he was a great offensive mind, he would prove it. If, you wanted, if he really wanted to prove that he was far more uh, uh, talented and better and a better decision-maker as Bill Belichick, then even after his last championship, he would retire and said, hey, I want to come in and coach. I want to prove that I have a football mind truly. He wouldn't go into being an analyst. Well, maybe he's going to be a commentator and then go into coaching. Man, get out of town, man. He, had, he the only reason why he got that is because of cachet. You know, Tony Romo has worked out well for. I don't see why it wouldn't work out well for a former player like Tom Brady. I don't see why, you know, and, and many former players when they turn into commentators, man, and 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 play by play guys, they're great because man, they played the game. But I'm just saying if Tom Brady really was a better offensive mind than Byron Leftwich, he would have took the same career path as Byron Leftwich. So no, I'm not blaming Byron Leftwich for, um, and ultimately, I am going to put it on the Glazer family um, there uh, for, and I shouldn't say family, but uh, the the ownership there. I mean, they do present themselves as the Glazer family. So I do put that on the on the front office ownership leadership of the Buccaneers to have allowed this to happen. There was no reason. If Tom Brady couldn't work, couldn't no longer work with Bruce Arians, then the Tampa Bay Buccaneers should have released Tom Brady and let him go again on the open market. There is no difference between Tom Brady and Brad Johnson rendering their services for Tampa Bay. There is no difference. Hey, I can't work with Bruce. Oh, well, that's understand that uh, Tom. So is there any, you know, is there anywhere that you'd like to, you know, you know, maybe, you know, we allow you to go and make some phone calls or something. Maybe it's fine. You know, is there anybody you want us to reach out to uh, to put you into a different uh, a plan situation? Because our, our relationship uh, here beyond this space, um, it, it, we, we can no longer um, we, we can no longer maintain the same relationship. Uh, Tom, you feel that, you know, you can't work with Bruce and that if we don't do these things, well, thanks a lot, Tom. We appreciate you. You're a you're part of our Tampa Bay Buccaneers story, our winning, you know, our winning presence. we got two championships now, thanks to you. That, you know, we, uh, thanks to you, we've got two now. Um, and, uh, yeah, we'll allow you, you know, every consideration and courtesy that is warranted for a quarterback of your stature to go pick your place that you'd like to play next. That's what they should have told Tom Brady. Well, you can't just replace Tom Brady. Yes, you can. You have to replace players all the time. Guess what? San Francisco had to replace Joe Montana. Imagine that. Had to replace Steve Young. Imagine that. Had to replace Colin Kaepernick. Imagine that. Alex Smith even in there. Imagine that. Jeff Garcia. Imagine that. Like, like everybody has to replace a quarterback. What did Beyonce and, and, and to appreciate uh the, the, the incomparable Stephen A. Man, what did Beyonce say? You must don't know about me. You must don't know about me. I can find another of you in a minute. Matter of fact, he'll be here in a minute. You think you're really you think you're irreplaceable? He's not irreplaceable? What in the world? Man, this is sometimes what troubles me with the fandom appreciation of the game when it comes through sometimes in, in media or commentary. Tom Brady's not irreplaceable. Aaron Rodgers not irreplaceable. Russell, West, Russell, Russell Wilson's not replaceable. Cam Newton's not irreplaceable. Tua's not replaceable, not irreplaceable. Carson Wentz wasn't irreplaceable wasn't irreplaceable. Jesus, my goodness. Tom Brady is not irreplaceable. He is quite replaceable. As a matter of fact, like I say, we make a business decision when we have somebody operating above a station where they're, you know, not at, it puts us in the same or better situation this year. Yep, sure does. Sure does. Matter of fact, Here's something crazy. Now, I know you're going to say, well, hindsight's 40-40. Okay, I got you there. Guess what? If you make a business decision on Tom Brady, and maybe Bruce Arians uh, didn't want to coach. Like I said, I don't want to just, you know. But there, there is something that as far as people being team players and wanting to continue success and doing whatever they can to make sure that that happens in, 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 any, in any other decision. Cause see, here's the thing: you make a decision on Tom Brady before this year. Let's say you have the same success. Let's say with what you got, you still ran a, a eight an eight seven win season or something an eight nine seven eight nine win season, less than ten. Let's say you still did that and managed to make the playoffs with who you got. You know what? Sit with the conversation now doesn't have to be doesn't have to be about what are you gonna do beyond Tom Brady, because you would have just proven that out oh, even in a weak division without Tom Brady and with, with the coaching staff that you have, that you're just another quarterback away. And so at this time, you are actually in position to go and bring in, you can make the same decision as a business. Okay, like I say, some businesses, the decision making is like the same. Sometimes that's Successful for a business, sometimes it's sustainable for a business, and then sometimes it isn't. Go find KB Toy Stores or go find a Sears or Kmart. You know, see Sears and Kmart, you know, for for that example of decision making that's no longer sustainable for you, no longer rewarding for you. Perhaps for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as a team, because of how they've postured themselves over the years, sometimes it happens, guys and girls and all other gentle persons. That a business, because of the way they operate, they're able to survive. See churches, chicken. Maybe the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are not the KFC or Popeyes of the NFL. Maybe they're not. Maybe they are more the churches where every few years or so, maybe they can catch some comp- some, some, some competitive spot in the business segment and and then and then uh, make some money, you know, uh, uh, sell some of their, their their goods there, you know, and, and reach you know reach their consumer base. Same thing with Tampa Bay. When they last won before Tom Brady, they were in a position defensively. They were stable. They had pieces offensively. Just needed a quarterback. Got Brad Johnson. Fast forward into the recent history. And Because the Tampa Bay Buccaneers won their last championship in 2003. So in between 2003 and 2021 was the gap in their ability to, once again, find a really decent quarterback, have a very great defense, bring that quarterback in, they're able to win a championship. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are in, would have been, in a far better situation with having their coaching staff in place and then trying to figure out the quarterback. And my goodness, who do you have that, that is available now? Derek Carr. Derek Carr is the same quarterback, when I say same being a, a stable, moderately performing quarterback, does have some play, big playability Derek Carr would be the perfect quarterback. I know folks are saying the Jets and things, but I'm I'm talking about Tampa Bay and their identity and their decision making as a business in the NFL. Uh, I'm sorry, as as being one of the NFL teams and uh, teams in the business of the NFL, professional sport of, of, of football, that their decision making has netted them these acquisitions over their um, successful history. They are in position right now to where um, they still have Byron Leftwich. maybe Bruce Arians, maybe not. I can't speak to that. Maybe it doesn't look any different between Todd Bowles and Byron Leftwich. Maybe the Glazer family, apart from Tom Brady's posturing and virtue signaling, would have made the same decision if Bruce Arians said, hey, I, I kind of can't coach at that same level, but I still want to contribute towards the team. Uh, uh, And Maybe they still make the same decisions outside of the virtue signaling of Tom Brady. So I can't speak to that. But what I can speak to is that they would have been in a prime situation, grab Derek Carr, see what weapons or such maybe they need to acquire in the offseason. Someone says that uh, that there's a great receiver or two that may be available. I can't tell you that uh, that uh, the Jefferson story in Minnesota. Don't know how that one turns out. But when you make decisions that you have to make, you're going to put yourself in a better position, you know, to get to that goal. And, and and pun and no pun intended for sure. That that's that's the space that we're at right now. Tabba Bay is in a. Worst position to continue to compete as the top team in the NFC South because they would not make a decision on Tom Brady before this year. A decision that they have to make at some point they could have made already. It did not have to realign their team and such. Did not have to sacrifice uh, Todd Bowles' credibility in the locker room and such. Did not have to do that. When Tom, like I say, this... Tom Brady is no different from the Tom Brady that felt like he could do better than Bill Belichick. This is the same Tom Brady that felt like, oh, but what Byron left, which his game plan is, is trash. Let's go ahead and fix it. Like this is that same Tom Brady. It's not a different Tom Brady. So that same Tom Brady that, that felt like this, that felt like Bruce Arians was too much for him. He was a smarter guy in the room, uh, less virtue signal, like I like I care that a black dude gets uh, gets a coaching job. It'll be a win for us, you know. I'll, I'll use my ability, my cachet, to leverage that for us and make it a great story. But that's not going to actually net us any success. And then, oh by the way, I'm going to act like at the end of the season that I helped facilitate by my un, by my non-committal because I felt like I had never done some things in my life that I had never done before. In any relationship when people start feeling like that, that's not something for you to save. I just need, you know, to do stuff I haven't done before. Okay, we'll go do that. We'll see you, man. Should have let go of Tom Brady when he did that. Well, you're just saying that now. Would you have let go of Tom Brady if they would have had a had a successful season? Where was the successful season going to be had at after he did that? Can you go and find a successful season? Go find in all of NFLdom where you have a non-committal from your quarterback that's supposed to be your quarterback that that team is going to win something. Go find me that example. You're not going to find it, but I'm just saying for the sake of someone else's argument at all. Oh, It's just some uninitiated, you know, some some lay person's understanding about Tom Brady is a great player. You know, no, man, I'm talking about Tom Brady, the employee of Tampa Bay Buccaneers that feels like he's somehow, you know, and even given the opportunity to showcase that talent failed miserably. Like I said, this is Tom Brady is not special as it pertains to being any NFL player. See, Emmanuel Acho. Go read the book Logical, man, and go find out how NFL teams, no matter what the player is, who he is to himself, or any professor of that they make decisions all the time and say, no, nah, you're just not good enough, bro. Not what you want. You're not what we need no more go find a Joe Montana story, go look Joe Montana in his face and go tell him that somehow Tom Brady is a different player than what he is to have to have been traded. Man, look, it is what it is. Tom Brady is not special. He's won championships, multiple championships, He's going to be, you know, remarked as one of the greatest of all time. Patrick Mahomes still isn't done playing. Neither is Joe Burrow. Here, here's a cubic zirconia ball prediction. Joe Burrow will have a far more successful career than Tom Brady. Patrick Mahomes will have a far more successful career than Tom Brady. Why? Because neither one of those guys are going to be relegated to the same commentary that Tom Brady is. He's prickly. He didn't earn that. He didn't earn it more than any other player has in the NFL. He has not. He hasn't. Those guys are a part of a a, a very limited fraternal, you know, fraternity, you know, brotherhood, man, shared, you know, histories and such or shared uh, career trajectories, man, and everybody that had done had a decision made about them that they didn't feel like was a decision that should have been made about their career. Go see Steve Smith Jr. Go see RG three, man. Decisions get made all the time, man, about players, man. One needs to be made about Tom Brady, and it needs. We don't need your services. There doesn't need to be a oh my god is Tom Brady coming back? No. You Go, go. What, what are you talking about? Is he coming back? We don't want him back. Get out there into the press and make that known. Go get your locker room back of guys that want to be Buccaneers. After I would have seen the way that y'all treating Tom Brady, I'm like, I would be looking at it the same way that any football player would be looking at it, man. In the court, a person. Y'all gave up our season, leverage our season for this. This is what you did. I would you, I, I don't know if I could be a player on Tampa Bay Buccaneers and want to be in that locker room if you talk about bringing Tom Brady back next year. Let him go. Let him go do, let him go do him. Let him go do all the things to his heart's content that he hasn't had a chance to do because he ain't been able to. Let him go live his best life. Living his best life. He ain't got to go back and forth. Would you, or I, or any coach no more on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Go let him live his best life. Oh, it's hard to replace. Hey, you got to replace them all, man. You got to. Do you know you got to at some point? Boy, Walter Payne was one hell of a running back. So was Emmitt Smith. So was Barry Sanders, Adrian Peterson. Um. Oh, man, I know I'm missing some up in there, man. Ricky Williams, great running back, man. Yeah, man, you got to replace all them guys. Peyton Hillis, hopefully he doing better, man. Like, it's been some monster running, <laughs> beast mode, man. So, I can't tell you, Ladanian LaDamian Thompson, man. Like, you had to replace... These players, Terrell Davis, got to replace these guys, man. Clinton Portis, got to find a way, man. Tiki (laughs) Baba for our New York Giants fans, man. You got to replace them, man. And it is what it is. Frank Gore, man. My goodness. So I I can't, don't get me to lying to you. Marshall Falk, man. (laughs) <laughs> Go find a great player that ain't had to be replaced at some point in time, man. The 88 Club of the Dallas Cowboys. Man, y'all stop with this. These guys, this, this guy is somehow a different player just because when he's paired with an awesome coach, he can win a championship. Most players do in that sense. Well, that's all as we bring the show here to a close. And a couple of words of one Forrest gub. That's all I'm going to say about that. Well, that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> Thank y'all for listening. Please listen and share. Spot Weekly or any of our other shows. Uh, they are part of the uh, Union Address family. Uh, the Union Address Spot Weekly, of course. And anime and comic stuff. I'm Will Leverson. Thank y'all. Be safe, man.